0: I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. the Mavericks are NBA
1: champions. Bang! Bang! It's good! And the Mavericks have won the game! Thank you, USA! I mean, anybody can play a bad game, right? So we play a horrible day as a game, as a team.
0: Hey. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Frustrated Fred, the one more thinking. What you got for
1: me, Isaac Harris? Oh my gosh. Oh boy. You know know what I thought about in this game? Well, one, I thought about it would help if I hit record on my my (laughs) side. But um, I thought about when Dallas didn't play their stars against OKC, an easy win. And we lost, and everyone freaked out and was like, no, you better play the best players against these easy wins. And just goes to show you there's no easy wins in the Not NBA. Not
0: everything is given. Nothing is given in the NBA for sure. Uh, on today's show, Isaac and I will break down the Dallas Mavericks 102-93. to 93, 93 points against the Houston Rockets. 93 loss to the Houston Rockets. What it means, what went on, and... We got to hear from Kristaps Porzingis because there was some some strange stuff going on in this game and afterwards he talked about it very briefly, but I think his his comment was pointed and I think his facial expression was pointed. And so if you're not watching us on YouTube, at least if you're listening to the podcast, go to the YouTube video and just watch the first like beginning when we hear Kristaps Porzingis' comments because you want to see his face. You want to see what he's looking like. Uh, because it was very interesting to me.
1: Porzing is. This is a part about YouTube that sucks is I can't hide my facial expressions when <laughs> no, things happen. No, we love happen. it.
0: That's what we need. <laughs> That's what we need. We want to see what you think and what you feel. By the way, if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, I don't know how many more of you there are left. <laughs> 1,500 subscribed to our YouTube channel already. Thank you guys so much. The Raccoon Squad showing up. Our videos are exponentially growing. We're just really thankful for you guys jumping in that. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Nick Van Exit at Isaac L. Harris. Oh, and at Lockdown Mavs as well. All right, so the Dallas Mavericks lose this game, right? They were, if they had won this game, they were gonna be a half game back from the Blazers in the sixth seed, out of the play tournament. Like, they would have been real close to out of the playing tournament. And this was a game, Tim Hardaway said it. He said, Do you, I don't know if you guys saw, but the Blazers lost to the Clippers, and we were gonna be real close to, you know, we really needed this win, right? He seemed so mad after the game.
1: Breaking news, Um, they do watch the standings.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. (laughs) NBA players do, right? Tim Hardaway brought it up. Carlisle has mentioned in the past that they don't look at the standings. I think that's BS, right? (laughs) We'll we'll call it when we see it. Uh, But we got to talk about Chris Porzingis because he had a solid game, like statistically, right? 23 points, 10 of 19 from the floor, 2 of 4 from 3, only hit one free throw that he took, 12 rebounds, three of them on the offensive end. Um, He was a minus 19 for the game, though. Like, when he was out there, they were really kind of sucking wind. And it was mostly those, like, second units, that kind of stuff. Uh, but the Mavericks get down.
1: No, I was just going to say, you are talking about his, his numbers. And his fourth quarter was, was what we'll talk about. <laughs> you know, what he was asked about after the game. But when you look at his numbers for the entire game, basically that was for three quarters. Because in the fourth quarter, he played right at seven minutes had zero shot attempts zero zero free throws zero assist zero block everything was zero across the board except for one rebound in not the fourth quarter fouls. yeah and and I'm not I'm not putting that all on Kp but there I think there there's a lot of to blame to go around on that of getting him shots but also his side too and so it it's yeah it's definitely a storyline coming out of this game
0: yeah, like Isaac said, no shot attempts in the fourth quarter for Porzingis. So that really stands out. And the Mavericks got this game. They were, you know, down double digits at one point, but with about let's see, what was it? It was a couple minutes left in the in the fourth quarter. And the Mavericks were it was tied eighty nine eighty nine in the fourth. And after that, the Rockets go on a 9-0 run. And that was it, right? A clutch, another clutch win, like, comes, like, gets taken from the hands of the Mavericks, right? It was two minutes and 35 seconds. Don Luca had hit a bank shot. They were tied 89-89. And you're like, oh, yeah, here they go. This is this Mavericks team that we've been talking about. This is this team that closes out games. We just talked about it yesterday. This Mavericks yeah. team is, you know, mature now. They've gotten to a point where they can, you know, and the answer to that, to that is, and why did the Mavericks break down in this one? It's on Luca. Everything rises and falls on Luca, and Luca sucked in this game. Right? Like, can we just call it how it is? He just did not play well, and he admitted it afterwards. He said, "Everybody can play a bad game," which I don't know—is that an answer you want to hear? It's the answer you got from from Luca. It's true. Everybody has a bad game. He was nine of twenty-six from the field, one of nine from three, four of five from the from the free throw line, nine boards, only five assists in this game, and five turnovers. Uh, he had only twenty-three points in this game. So when Luca's not good to great. This team can't win games, even against the Rockets, and and nobody else really helped him out either, right? Like Brunson helped a little bit, but yeah, he didn't get much help anywhere else.
1: That's what I was going to mention too. I mean, what what a difference you go from you know that Utah game to where Josh Richardson hits you know what five threes in that game, and you know we're seeing shots from all these other guys and. The yeah.
0: Josh Richardson experience that these last two games, right? Five yeah. threes in the last game against the jazz. Oh, of nine, zero for nine from the field in this game. Like just the complete spectrum of Josh Richardson shooting.
1: Yeah. I mean, consistency is one of the biggest things, you know, for, for this team and for the role players, you know, I would say specifically is just, what are you going to get? You can't really answer that question every single night of like, no. what are you going to get for sure? Some of these things that you know you can get, like you know, Luca's gonna create shots for other guys. You know that Dorian is going to work his butt off. You know every every single time he's on the floor. Uh, you know KP's going to shoot the ball when he's open. Like there are some things that are absolutes that you know will happen. But I think the list of the uncertain, you know, things, the the list of things that you don't know for sure that's gonna happen is much larger than the things that you do know that will happen. And I think that's one of the bigger problems for this team. And when you look at bigger storylines that we'll zoom out on at the end of the season, you know, you look at a couple, Jalen Brunson's like rise, I think it will be a huge, it has been and will continue to be a big storyline for the Mavericks this season. But also on the other end of that spectrum, is the Josh Richardson experience too, because a lot of us thought it would be so much better. And it hasn't been like absolutely like bad, but we just thought it would be so much better than what it has been. And um, yeah, it's just a lot of... Well, if you put it like
0: that, it has been bad. It's been bad compared to our expectations, right? But it hasn't been... He's not like a below NBA level caliber player, right? Like it depends. It's relative to what expectations you had coming in. If you thought he was going to be an all-defensive player, then yeah, he has been bad, right? He's not that. And we didn't think he was going to be that. We thought he'd be a little bit better, you know, than Seth Curry was for sure, but maybe take some shooting, but add some defense, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, Mavericks had 101 offensive rating according to cleaning the glass in this game. That's bad. It's real bad. That's like. Insanely bad for this Mavericks team. Uh, really, really bad. So, uh, by the way, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join us on Thursday. So, today, if you're listening to this or watching this on YouTube on Thursday, join us uh, on a Locker Room conversation and we will uh, go download the app and use the promo code, or not use the promo code. Follow me at Exit, and you, you can wanna, uh, you do get, at get notifications. We could do it at halftime. We can do it pregame. I was thinking pregame.
1: Okay. Sometime tomorrow. Sometime
0: tomorrow. Games. That's why I said, follow me and then put the notifications on so that you know when we go live.
1: Do that. Do that. Follow also, Nick. Also,
0: while you're on YouTube, hit the notification button. Subscribe. Hit subscribe like
1: it. below. Right here.
0: <laughs> We're such influencers now. Um, all right. So let's... Coming up, let's hear from Chris Ops Porzingis. We have to, Mm. you have to watch his face, see what he's saying. So watch us on YouTube at this point in the podcast. So coming up, we'll get into Chris Ops Porzingis, talk about why he didn't get shots down the stretch, what the deal was, and all that. And we'll hear from Porzingis coming up. But before we do, got to tell you about Headspace. Headspace is an app that'll help you fall asleep. I need help falling asleep. I just I get to the end of my day, and I'm like, I just need something to help me fall asleep. And it's the one place that can actually help you get there. Whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, they have three-minute SOS meditations for you. I'm in the process of buying a place and trying to move, and all this stuff is just stressful. So I need Headspace to help me through that. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. You deserve to feel happy and feel better. Headspace is a meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash NBA. That's headspace.com slash lockdown NBA for a free one month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. Download the Headspace app again, headspace.com slash on NBA. Also, want to tell you about rockauto.com. It's a one stop shop to get parts for your car or truck, even if you want to put a hitch on a Kia. Uh, Nero if you want to do that you can Isaac might make fun of me if I did it uh, But let me just paint a picture for you Rockauto.com has All the parts for your car or truck You can go and check it out You can look right now let's say I had A Chrysler all the years available For Chrysler all the way back To 1926 there's no way they have Parts from
1: 1926
0: Why not I. They, it just it says it Boom my great
1: grandfather Still drives a car
0: Still has this car, a 1926 Chrysler? Yeah. They have a... uh, It wasn't
1: even a Chrysler 300 back then. It was like a Chrysler 80.
0: A spark plug that'll fit into a 1926 Chrysler. They have uh, wiper blades that will fit in (laughs) a 1926 Chrysler. They have a brake pad brake pedal pads that'll fit in a uh, 1926 Chrysler. So you never know what you could find on rockauto.com. Go check it out. Their prices are always low uh, and they're reliably low. The same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you want to spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com. Use that. uh, Write down Locked On in their how did you hear about us box and know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris, let me tell you about Christophe Porzingis. <laughs> he, he has a case to be upset after this game, right? We've talked about, well, he's got to put himself in a better position. Well, he's got to hit the shots when he does get shots. Well, he's got to take more efficient shots. In this game, Luca missed him a bunch at the beginning It felt like in the second half, he was looking for him more, trying to get him set up with a shot more. But he was the only guy that shot over 50% besides Brunson. Mm. And he didn't get any shots in the fourth quarter. You got to do better than that. You got to do better than just chucking up threes. In the fourth quarter, especially against this team, this Rockets team that fouled their way out out of a out of a easy win for them, right? Like the only reason the Mavericks came back in the fourth quarter is because the Rockets just started fouling like crazy and got into the bonus with like nine minutes left in the fourth quarter, which was just absolutely wild. So you have to attack, and Tim Hardaway was chucking up threes, Luca was chucking up threes. They had to do something better than that. And Porzingis is not going to help you get foul shots, right? Necessarily, uh, he can at some points, but. They gotta do better than what they did.
1: Yeah, Dallas was, you know, what, 10 of 39 from three tonight? Not very good. Uh it's 25%. You know, KP and you know, he had 19 shot attempts in the game, which was second on the team behind Lucas 26. And, you know, those 19 shots came through, you know, in three quarters, obviously. Um <clears throat> yeah, it it was just weird because you do, you know. We seen KP hit so many shots in those you know first three quarters. I mean, he had 23 points in the game, same amount as Luca, uh, and he didn't score at all in the fourth. So I do get where he's coming from, and I do get his frustration on that of wanting you know the ball more in those shots. You know, it's just the the context around everything that you know. I think if somebody just you know flew in for this game and just saw everything, it was like dang what's good you know all the it's like there's so much context why is
0: that <laughs> chunky guy shooting the ball so much
1: well it's just the <laughs> just the context of the whole season are you saying um,
0: aliens or are you saying people that actually knew like what the who the people on this team was
1: well <laughs> i'm not talking about spaceship <laughs> well, you're
0: saying flying in if you're saying flying in are you talking about like aliens that didn't know who any of these players are or are you talking about-
1: sure yes we'll go with the alien route yeah they'd be real but-
0: confused why the The chunky kid was shooting up so many shots,
1: (laughs) but, but no, it's just, I definitely see how he could be frustrated coming out of this game and the whole storyline this season about KP's fit and beyond the health stuff, which we'll talk about that in just a sec, because he, he answered that question and, you know, but we got, (laughs) we
0: got to get into it,
1: but, but just the whole, like his shot attempts where he gets his shots I mean, we could spend a whole segment on the things that he's talked about in post game, playing the five. How he likes playing the five instead of the four. His minute rotations and rhythm. wanting to, yeah, they're finding his rhythm in the game and Early getting his game. shots when he first started coming back from his injury and getting up. You know, him saying he's like, oh, I was just trying to get up shots. You know, I can get back in the game and.
0: And this is the stuff he's told us. <laughs> this yeah, is not. Yeah. This is just the stuff he said publicly.
1: Yeah. And he, I mean, how long ago was it, you know, a few months ago when he said, he's like, "Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm telling you guys because I've already told, you know, the, the coaching staff. So I, it's not like I'm telling you guys or, you know, anything new for them. So I think it's just, it's for me, it was just another kind of, Oh, I'm going to store this away. Another, you know, chapter in the book this season of, because his, his response, his facial response and stuff in that, He said it wasn't the first time uh, that this has happened, so you know that he's had those conversations.
0: Here we go. Let's hear from Chris Porzingis. This is two different questions from Tim McMahon and then from Chuck Cooperstein, who you guys will all know. Uh, Yeah, here it is. Hey, KP. um, Why do you think you weren't able to get involved offensively in the fourth quarter?
1: Can they see us? Mm,
0: Good question. It's just uh, the the plays we're running. Happened
1: for
0: also. Uh, who? Hey KP, number one, uh, how's your wrist? And number two, were you uh, were you told by the doctors uh, anything about the wrist that uh, you know that allowed you to, to to play tonight? That it's just one of those things you're gonna basically have to deal with the rest of the season. What that you can't hurt it anymore? Can you give us a kind of an update on that? It felt it felt good. It feels good uh, now. Uh, I think that's something I'll deal with at the end of the season, in the off season. Um, so for now, I'll just try to go as much as I can and, and you know hopefully it it, it it holds up. The pause he took after, hmm, the question that Tim McMahon asked why he was not involved more in the fourth quarter and when he said, It's happened before. To me, either that was it's happened before in this game or it's happened before in fourth quarters where I didn't get the ball before, right? Like, it's either one of those two, and it's probably the latter, right? It's probably the one where I haven't been involved late in games, in other games before. And, man, that's where you start looking at. We've been looking at everything in a microscope. Do Luca and KP do they shake hands? Do they high five? Do they do all these things, right? Like do they get excited for each other? Is Porzingis excited after a game where the Mavs win but he doesn't necessarily play that well, right? We've been microscoping every single comment he makes. That's the one that sticks out to me is Luca, give me the ball, right? Like get me get me the ball. You got to do better at that. And yeah, that's the that's one of the first comments that's really stuck out to me is like calling out Luca in a way
1: yeah. You know, well, <clears throat> I don't know if it's all on Luca though. I, I will say that I don't, because even he said that, um, you know, I think there's a lot of blame to go around for why KP didn't get the ball. I think he deserves some of it too, for why he didn't, you know, get the ball and get some shot. I think, like he said, he said, <clears throat> he said it was about plays being called, um, was it something, you know, doing with plays being called? Was it something with Luca, who has the ball in his hands the most? You know, Luca had, I think, eight shot attempts in the fourth quarter, but he's clearly frustrated. There's no way around that. There's no way to not spin it, you know, that direction. There is no spin. He's very open about his emotions. He shared so much with us this season, like we said. Even Rick Carlisle after the game, I think it was Eddie who asked Rick, said, Hey, you know, this is a frustrating night for KP, blah, blah, blah. And Rick said, yeah, it was, he's like, and there's like nothing more I can really add to that. So he, I mean, everybody knows that KP is frustrated with how the end of that game went, what changes moving forward, if anything, that will be the thing to watch. And it's especially frustrating from a Maverick standpoint, because you know, you want every game, but when they're playing both of these guys on the first night of back to back against a team that sucks, then, and they lose that game, it's. Extra, extra frustrating because now they go and play the Bucs at home, and the Bucks are obviously a much better team.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna share this uh, article. Is Talk Franco? I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong, but he's no, he's listened to the pod in the past. Uh, a really great article on how the Dallas Mavericks offense works, and this is a quote that really stuck out to me. Carlisle said about this team, I don't want us to be a play-calling team. I don't want us to be a team that can create... I want us to be a team that can create problems for the opponents by playing out of concepts. I don't think the Mavericks were running plays at the end of this. Porzingis kind of, in that comment, he said, it's just the plays we are running. I think that was a complete, like, just Euro step of that that question, right? Like, just a complete jump around and complete, uh, you know, avoiding of that that question because... uh, They're not running plays. They're just like Luca gets the ball. You you run around. The concept is let's space the floor. Let's get some penetration. Let's kick out to shooters, right? It's not like they were running, you know, Iverson cut here. You come down, set set a pin down, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it was in the flow of the offense. And that's why you're seeing these like Tim Hardaway Jr. jack up threes, Luca jack up threes. And so I'm going to call BS and just say that Porzingis was kind of trying to be nice and not fully go straight for the neck on Luca. But I'm reading between the lines here. And in the it's comments all- on YouTube, let me know if I'm reading too far into the.
1: <laughs> I'm sure they will. It's also uh, kind of a that I remember when Rick said that quote because my ears perked up on it because it shows a little bit of the um, evolution of Rick Carlisle because what was one of the big sticking points between Rick Carlisle and you know and Rondo or even going back to you know some of the Jason Kidd days. It was Rick's control over play calling and the offense and all this stuff. And to hear Rick say that, you know, after that game, I I forgot what media session he said that in, I was like, Oh, okay. It's really cool to hear Rick, you know, admit that he's kind of evolved in that of when you have a generational talent like Luca and ball handler and point guard, that he does give him a lot of freedom to do what he wants. So whether it's bull crap or not that, you know, KP, however, he wanted to word that. But yeah, uh, yeah, I don't have anything else to add. Coming up and
0: we'll talk more about this game, break down some of the things that maybe went right for the Mavericks. Maybe Ooh, there may be some. This. Maybe <laughs> we'll talk more about that coming up. But before we do, betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to put some money down on some sports. If you want to check it out, go to betonline.ag and you can find all kinds of stuff on this website. Just check out the sports section. Go to sports. You can check out NFL. Do they have futures? Do they have draft stuff? They do have draft stuff. Do they have any cowboy stuff? First pick in the draft, Trevor Lawrence, minus 10,000. <laughs> that's pretty wild to me, minus 10,000. Zach Wilson, plus 1,200 to be the first overall pick. Uh, that's, hilarious. that's a hilarious prop bet right there. <laughs> Why would you even put that on there? Okay, uh Let's check out what NBA games they have on. They have uh, Portland versus Utah. Portland is a seven-point underdog, so the Mavericks might not be totally screwed with the sixth spot in the standings if they're playing Utah next. But anyway, go to betonline.ag, put that promo code locked on, and get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Great stuff. Scattering reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of everything from credentialed draft experts. Follow Locked On NBA Draft Podcast on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris, outside of Porzingis and Luca, what things stuck out to you? I think we mentioned Josh Richardson, zero of nine from the field, like what, like, What can we expect from Josh Richardson, right? Like, what can you count on him to do, it seems like? Because any given night, he kind of, I hoped that he would be a Swiss Army Knife type player where some nights he's going to defend the best guard. Some nights he's going to, you know, be a roamer and be able to grab steals. Some nights he's going to have like six assists, right? some And he had four in this game, but some nights he's going to be able to make some plays off the bench. Some nights he's going to be able to, you know, hit five threes. And I guess it's true, but you just don't know which one of those things it's going to be on any given night, right? That's the problem,
1: yeah, well, it just goes back to consistency for him not to go back to that point that that's just the main thing, and we don't know I mean some nights we could get into the playoffs, and Jay Rich wins him a playoff game he could hundred I mean, I percent hit five threes like he did you know yep. in Utah the other night and we're like, dang, let's go. He had you know twenty three points in the game, and uh, he helped Dallas win. I think like, for Dorian, Dorian went three of six from three tonight. Yeah, 50% from threes (laughs) again. And and
0: he was huge in those on those rebounds. And like he does so many things that are like in the trenches or some stuff that you would say is like doesn't show up on the box score, you know, that kind of stuff. He's just so big in those kind of moments. And that's where like I think I talked a little bit a little while ago about, oh, could Josh Green start like, you know, uh, getting some Dorian Finney Smith minutes? Like Josh Green doesn't do some of this stuff, right? Like seven boards, one of them offensive for Dorian. He got an assist, a couple steals and a block. He just does a lot of little things around the edges that uh, you really need. And a role player really has to do. And yeah, he, I thought he was pretty good. Besides uh, he had a couple like really weird. He's been doing this like once a game now where he has weird, like pull-up shots. It's usually at the end of the shot clock, but uh, he'll just pull something up. He got completely stuffed on a play in this game, but uh, yeah.
1: Um. We For did get any of Josh Green minutes. <laughs> yes, we got Josh Green minutes and Nate Hinton minutes, and we've still we still lost. About,
0: how have we not talked about that yet?
1: Nate Hinton. Yes. Yeah, because you're gonna put this guy in because he because we need some type of boost of effort. I mean, 100%. like Tim Hardaway said it best after the game. He said they outworked us from the very beginning to the very end. Like that was the story of the game. Like. Houston just wanted it more. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Baylor and Gonzaga. It's like yeah. from the opening tip Houston just seemed like they wanted it more the entire game. And
0: And Houston hit 17 more threes, which Baylor hit more threes than than Gonzaga did too in that game. So 17
1: more Oh, no, no.
0: No, seven like, seven more threes. Sorry. They hit like, seven, dang, 17 total three? seven threes more than the Mavericks. Yeah. Um, um, Kelly Linic. <laughs> 18 boards. What is
1: Past, former, ex-Mav, kind of, no.
0: He's so physical of a player. Like You just forget. You look at him, and he just looks like a goofy dude, and you're like, oh, you Kevin Love's how... like, I do not forget that. No, Kevin Love doesn't forget it. There's many, many players probably don't forget it, but yeah, he's just such a physical guy. He had an incredible game. 10 points, 18 boards, 3 assists, 2 steals, and 2 blocks.
1: <laughs> Kelly and Christian stuffy? Wood combined for 28 rebounds tonight. The starting front court for...
0: Yeah, and the Mavericks didn't get out rebounded that bad. It was forty nine forty six. It was not like it was such a huge deficit. But here's the thing that I want to point out as far as stats wise, the Mavericks shot thirty eight percent from the field, thirty seven point nine percent. They went yeah. thirty three of eighty seven and only got eleven offensive boards. Mm. Like that's huge, right? So you you look at that and you're like, oh well, they had so many chances to get offensive boards, like on cleaning the glass they have a number called offensive rebound percentage the mavericks 23.2 percent offensive rebound percentage that's way below average for a normal team or a normal night so they were missing a bunch and they weren't getting their own shots either so that's like a huge huge thing they also only had seven second chance points so like you had 11 offensive rebounds seven seconds and and most of those offensive rebounds came in that one play in the first half when it was like josh green and melly and dwight dwight powell and luca yeah. And uh Brunson out there, and they were they had like four offensive rebounds in one possession. It took them like a full minute for that whole possession. They still missed the shot at the end. Like Josh Green had an air ball of a three in that play. Like they didn't get a lot of their own misses, and you have to do that. You have to get it. They missed Maxie for sure. I mean, we haven't talked about him yet. He didn't play in this game. Yeah.
1: Uh, that's what I was gonna say a while I go. you know you, you know
0: what they also missed was Willie Collie Stein probably in this game too, to be honest. He could have played
1: Yeah, some. Yeah, yeah. Just a they big guy
0: out there to just be long, right? Like they just need to that close guy.
1: out on Christian Wood. I mean, Wood had five threes in this game. So, um, what was I going to say? Oh, the Melly stuff and Maxi. If you were one of those people that were like, "Hey, Melly <laughs> yeah. should start over Maxi," no, 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 no. And and we were
0: excited about we're excited about Melly still, but it's yeah. not like, and we think he could be in a rotation spot, but not like. Yes. 25 minutes of game rotation spot right Like, no. yes. come in give him seven minutes here give him a shift there you know like yeah he's not he's not that type of guy. he had energy in this game obviously but yeah not uh not great
1: <laughs> and the, the another underlying story of this game too is they just played really good defense against dallas and if there's somebody that knows how to play against dallas it's freaking steven silas yeah and right so it's like i i'd I didn't expect this game to be a blowout. I expected Dallas to win, definitely. But, yeah, I got a guy as smart as Steven Silas, you know, on, a, on an opposing team who's been with this Dallas team and coached, you know, with Luka Doncic and stuff before, I expected them to play, you know, Dallas really well. I just thought Dallas would win by, you know, like 10.
0: But, and how did they do it? They were real physical with Luka. We're going to see that bringing traps
1: at time. We're going to see that
0: more and more. How many times did Luca like almost lose a dribble because three guys were like had hands right in his way. They cut cut the crap
1: out of Dallas. I mean, how many times did Luca, Melly, you insert whoever it was, they just got beat and they they were just running guys, cutting to the basket and just hitting them. And a lot of that just goes to hustle. And they just hustled all night Houston did.
0: And how much was it? It hurt because it was against the maps, but how cool is it to see John Wall still be good, right? Like, yeah, no. th- not at all, not even like. T- 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 think about all the yeah. stuff he went through.
1: The injury, okay, yeah, uh, right. Just is, like, sure, it's yeah. cool
0: to see a guy play, you know, play well after going through all that stuff, getting sent to this trash team, right? Like all this. He had thirty-one points, seven assists, four steals in this game. He was, he was like. Like yelling and screaming, like Montrezl. I thought going to jump up
1: on the scoreboard. I know. So score you,
0: yeah, are you going to jump up on the scores table? Crazy. So yeah,
1: we just got our thirteenth win. We're not the worst team in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I, th- where's Houston going? What What are they? What do they do? Are they? Are they the King? New Kings, like moving forward, or I just don't know what they. I'm going to tell
0: you where they're going right now. <laughs>
1: they're going to they're going to
0: tankathon.com i just pulled it up on the stream this is where they're going they need this pick that they have is top four protected and so if they don't land in that top four
1: they're screwed well tonight didn't help boom they
0: didn't they got fifth in the the tankathon simulation i just did and okc gets their pick oh this is rylan styles like like wet dream right here i'm gonna screenshot it for him Okay, first so he gets fifth. the first and fifth pick in this draft.
1: That would be so much fun to see Poku with <laughs> Cade Absolutely. and Jalen Suggs or something.
0: Uh, tomorrow, the Dallas Mavericks, or today, Thursday, if you're if you're listening and watching this, the Dallas Mavericks play the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. We will see if Giannis plays. He did not play in the last game, so we're really interested to see that. Uh, we're going to be joined by Kane Pittman of Lockdown Bucks. When you listen to it, just understand, he is going to talk a little funny. So just just understand, he talks a little different than all of us. He's from Australia. He's great. Love him. Really good On Bucks show. Uh, he'll join us for the post game. So, guys, we'll be on Locker Room. So follow Nick Van Exit and put on notifications. We will be back. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Subscribe follow if you're not. us
1: on YouTube. Let's do it.
0: Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown on Peace out. Boom.
1: And I guarantee you, it, it, the the... If he continues to play the way he's playing, he's going to want a whole lot more money. Turnaround shot good for Porzingis. He's the guy right now.